It's Izzy. Wherever you're listening from, whatever your situation, and whatever brought you here, I'm so, so grateful that you've invested your time in listening to positive content. I truly hope you gain some valuable insights from the episode. Wow, we made it. We made it through Christmas. We are through to the other side. I hope you had a lovely time with your family, with your friends, or just spending it by yourself if that's what you ended up doing. Remember, Christmas and even New Year and birthdays and all of those sort of big celebrations that we put a lot of planning, a lot of time, a lot of money and a lot of expectation into can end up seeming like they've either gone really quickly or were really disappointing. I mean, when we think about it, some of our best memories or best moments were the most unexpected ones, the spontaneous ones or the ones where we thought it was going to go really badly and ended up going really well. So what I've really learned from this Christmas is... And to be honest, a few weeks beforehand, because a few different scenarios played out and it seems like this is my final, final big lesson for the end of 2022, that the higher our expectations, the higher the probability that we'll be disappointed. So it's not about assuming the worst but it's not going into a situation with beliefs that is going to be amazing. And by that, I'm very enthusiastic, so I can hear myself. I can hear how that sounds and how that seems. I'm an optimistic person. I'm a very positive person, but I like to see the good in situations rather than expect the good that will, in my head, happen in a situation. And unless you've got a hold of your mindset where you can be in a situation expecting it to be great and it go different to how you'd imagined it and still see the positives, unless you're there, it can sometimes be easier to semi-expect the worst. But that is not at all what today's podcast is about. And, you know, elephant in the room, my voice. My voice is a little croakier, a little deeper than it usually would be. I don't know whether it's Christmas or this flu that's going around or whatever it is, COVID. I don't I don't know. As far as I'm aware, I've never had COVID. But uh, I've been coughing a lot and this is how it's manifesting in my voice. So maybe, maybe this will sound good. No squeaky Izzy Miller voice, but a, uh, a croaky, sexy toned voice. I don't know. So I thought today we would do a Q&A. So I put out on Instagram asking for some questions. We did this before and a lot of people messaged me saying, can you make this a once a month thing? And I haven't. I totally forgot about that. (laughs) So we're doing it as the final episode before the new year. Next time you hear from me, it'll be 2023. How crazy is that? Well, It's just one change of a number, but we all get excited about it. So really, it's not that crazy, but I just watched a film called Super Intelligence. Uh, I would highly recommend it. I'm always really cautious about films because I don't want to invest two hours of my time in something that ends up being rubbish. But this is funny. This is interesting. It's about artificial intelligence. Um, Features James Corden. It's as though artificial intelligence sort of gets a handle on everything and it's very cool. Features a very cool Tesla. Um, Yeah, go watch watch it. But it's got me thinking. It's got me thinking quite deeply. So... (laughs) That may be reflected in what I come out with today. Um, So 
first question asked by Katie Walsh 44. Thank you for all of your questions. I have picked four rather than um, answering loads and going into little depth. I thought we'll pick four. And these are ones that I thought were quite good. So Katie wants to know, how was my 2022? Um, and in talking about this, I hope that my reflections can help you as well. And also, you know, it's always great to relate to um, somebody that you listen to. So whilst I want to provide you with value in terms of knowledge and strategies, I also feel like, you know, I'm here at half past nine at night on a Thursday realizing that I have procrastinated my way to not recording this podcast. And then I thought to myself, do you know what? I'm feeling a little bit of anxiety at the fact that I haven't recorded it. I feel bad. I feel disappointed in myself for not having recorded this sooner. It, I only got back from my families today. So realistically, there's been a little time to record it, but that's not an excuse. I could have done it earlier. And I said to myself, do you know what? Tomorrow... I've got a busy day tomorrow with um, a new client and and all sorts on. So, no, I'm going to record this tonight before I go to sleep and then I will have a restful night and feel really proud of myself. So, you guys on this podcast, right, you guys listening, you know, you know quite a bit about me by now. I share quite a lot about my life. And hopefully, you know, I don't know who's listening, but I see you guys as friends. I see you as you know, you're, sh you're sharing this journey that I'm on. And I also know that you are each on your own very special journeys. So once again, I really appreciate you listening. And I really appreciate all the messages I receive from you saying the things that you've learned or that you've implemented in your own life from this podcast. But hey, relatability and understanding people's stories also has a lot has a big part to play in that so let's go my 22 has been great and I'm not just saying that genuinely I really got into the flow of self-employment so I start I became self-employed back in June or July of 2021 so it has been about a year and a half and the first six months, I sort of survived off of working at festivals. I was a bar manager. Um, I just loved it. I absolutely loved it. Got into a, such a flow state. The people I was working with were quite challenging. So it really, they were challenging, but fun. They would say things that they really shouldn't say. And you could get in a lot of trouble for saying, but... I learned a lot about how to respond to that, how to be my confident yet authentic self. So it taught me a lot, but I was sort of living off that, starting my coaching business, doing TikTok um, and do it, actually doing freelance video editing. And this year, my work has just kicked off. Um, I have delivered more coaching calls and talks than I can count this year, which has been amazing. Um, my first proper one, other than doing, I did a six-week course for the staff at my nine-to-five job before I left. And that was amazing. But after that, my first talk was at an all-girls school in, I think it was early February of this year. And I did two two-hour talks, workshops. Um, and before I even made it home, they'd booked me in for another one about two or three weeks later. So that was sort of the beginning and that was only 10 months ago. Um, so 
you know, if you're just getting started with something, anything, you're preparing for a marathon, you're thinking about quitting your job, you have quitted your job, quitted, quit your job, you are looking to start something new, you're wanting to lose weight in the new year, whatever it might be, just remember that everything can change very quickly. But it won't change if you're just sitting about waiting for it. You've got to just muster up some of that self-belief that is in you, that confidence, that courage that is within you. It's not that you don't have it. It is in there. You've just got to practice it. You've got to say yes to things, even if you don't think you're ready for them. You know, as long as you're not harm, you know, you're not saying I'm a surgeon when you're not, because <laughs> that's not a good idea. But saying yes to opportunities, even though they make you a little bit scared, because the only way you're going to get over that fear, I've learned, is by going along with it, doing it, practicing it, and then proving to yourself that the world didn't end. You didn't become humiliated in front of millions of people <laughs> by saying yes to that thing. In fact, you have learned a lot about yourself. And if you failed, that failure is the achievement of a lesson. You've learned something from that failure. And that really is the most powerful thing. So I'm really, really hoping <laughs> that this is recording and it's not going to stop and I'm going to find out that I rambled on for half an hour and it's not there, but that would be a lesson in itself. That, that would be a failure. So I'd really be achieving. I'd be achieving uh, even more resilience and uh, motivation and discipline with this podcast. Moving on. Also, this year I have moved a grand total of three times. Yep, your gal moves every six months, it seems, um, sometimes even less. Uh, and one of those moves, I actually moved in with my partner and I, yeah, it's been amazing, amazing. Um, working 20, or living 24-7 with somebody. We both are self-employed. Jordan owns a um, clothing brand, so he, he, his job is from home. And unless I'm out at a gig, I am at home too. So having spent pretty much what, uh, I guess when you're asleep, that takes off a few hours. Um, call it 12, seven, um, 12 hours, seven days a week together. We've been doing pretty well. So I've learned a lot about how to communicate. So when I was living alone, it was really easy to really be resilient with my mindset. So if I was upset about something, I could just look like, you my face shows all of my emotions. I can't hide anything. So if I'm by myself and something's maybe frustrated me, I can show that on my face and not have to talk about it and just, you know, let it pass. I can feel low and let it pass. And it will usually pass within 10, 15 minutes. And then I'm feeling really good again. Or I can go and do something that will change that. Or I can just accept it and have a bit of a different day. But when you live with somebody, if you're pulling a five second scowl, they will see it. They will ask what's wrong. And I like to communicate. I like to be honest. So I will explain. And by explaining, you put more focus on that challenge. And, you know, if you say nothing's wrong because you're doing what I would usually do, which is just sort of waiting the situation out, waiting the emotion out, knowing that it will pass and knowing that actually everything's fine, then the person feels shut out from what it's actually going on and feels like you're not being honest with them. So things like that with how I stay optimistic and positive and with a really good mindset has been different to how it would be if I lived by myself because yeah, you process things and somebody else is there while you do. So that's really been a shift in how I live and well, the love that 
we receive from each other in return and the relationship and happiness that we have as a result is so worth everything I'm learning. So I'm very grateful for having met Jordan um, and the opportunity to live together. So yeah, in short, it has been a massive year of up-leveling, um, really tapping into that person that I discovered I could be when I practiced public speaking. I used to hate public speaking, but I felt really empowered afterwards, no matter how much I embarrassed myself. And then when I came across positive psychology, the two and two just fit together and I could see this vision of me in the future. And I still have this vision. Maybe it's in three years, maybe it's in a year, maybe it's in five, ten years. I don't know. And it's not for me to know this vision of me on a stage with a certain track playing in the background, really empowering people to do something about something in their life that they're struggling with and empowering them and helping them and giving them the skills and the mindset to overcome those hurdles and make a change in their life that will impact them positively and impact all of those around them. So I, throughout the year, I've got so much closer to that that vision, that goal, and I do it on a micro level. You know, the most people I've spoken to this year was a 1,000, over a 1,000 kids in a day. Um, and that's just growing, having, you know, I had... Um, quite a few big companies contact me, which has been amazing. So I've achieved a lot and that's a lot of promise and a lot of hope for the future. Um, a lot of exciting things, but again, no expectations, just potential opportunities. Um, so yeah, up-leveling in quality and quantity was my goal at the beginning of the year. You might know if uh, you followed me on Instagram back then, but that was my goal, up-leveling quantity and quality. And I think that was mainly in, uh, in on like focusing on social media, um, producing more content. But it has extended so much more from that, and I'm very, very grateful for the, all the opportunities that have come my way. Um, and also, I only something I've discovered recently, um, but I, through my, the help of my partner, actually have discovered a fair few new perspectives that have really improved my quality of life. So, you may know, um, I've posted I think two, two. TikToks about body positivity and how, well, self-love really. And the reason why I've only posted two and it's such an applicable subject to so many people is because it was something I really struggled with. I sometimes used to wish that I didn't have any taste buds so that I wouldn't get, um, you know, really desire certain foods. I would wish that we could just, you know, our food would just be like kibble, like cat food, hard cat food. So, you know, you got all of your nutrients, everything you needed in just sort of a handful of biscuits. And that was all you ate. And there was no choice, no stress about food. I used to wish all of these things. And through the help of my partner, without him even realizing it, through him noticing and pointing out parts of me and my body that he really, you know, appreciated and really liked, it started to help me to see those things too. So I wasn't looking in the mirror and immediately checking my stomach or looking at the part of my arm that's more flabby than I would want it to be. Instead, with again, without even realising it, he would, you know, it led to me looking in the mirror and seeing parts of me that I liked. And even though I currently <laughs> only do 30 minutes of boxing a week 
and I don't do a huge amount of other exercise um, because we're working from home and I'm so focused on my work and my partner loves sugar he's addicted to sugar and so I eat more sugar than I have done before I've been complimented I've been I've people numerous people have asked how I lost weight and it's all I massively believe because my perspective on my body has changed so that's a whole different conversation for a different podcast and but yeah that is a huge thing that has been really positive a really positive end to my 2022 and something I've only realized the impact of in the last month or month or two so yes a great 2022 thank you Katie for asking and in response to me going through just a handful of things I can remember from this year honestly it's been such a whirlwind I would really encourage you to pause this podcast here and run through in your mind or write down on paper a list of all of the great things that have happened so far in 2022 we've probably done this in previous podcasts but do it I'm not kidding. Write a li- and it will be so long. And if it's only three things, then it's because you're viewing yourself as a victim. You're telling yourself that your 2022 has been rubbish. It hasn't. That is a perspective. That is a choice of how you are choosing to see things. So change it. Decide to point out and let your allow your brain. Your brain will do whatever you command of it. So give yourself permission. Give your brain permission to run through all of the amazing things that have happened in 2022. And it won't, they won't just rush at you to start to, you know, all at once. You are not AI. You're not artificial intelligence that just immediately has all the answers. I believe I said this previously again. You're a thinking machine. You you have to take time to think about things and allow your brain to sift through the different memories, the recollections, the photographs. That always helps me. Or the journal um submissions the journal I can't think of the word but where where you've written down things that have happened throughout the year you have to let yourself run through those or categorize break it down into family relationships career lifestyle health financial breaking it down into those might help you to jog your memory a little bit about what has been so amazing over the last over the last year And again, there are so many of you who will not do this, but I am begging you, please do it. Please give yourself that, that, that little level of empowerment where you were just going to write down and let yourself run through everything that you've achieved over the last year, all the little moments that you've enjoyed. Just give yourself that present for Christmas. So moving on to the next question. This was Yotam16, if I've got that correct. So Yotam asks, what do I think about today's generation? This is a very interesting question. Um, I have a sister who is 10 years younger than me, so she is currently 14, 14 and a half. And so it's been interesting watching her and observing her and seeing how she might she's a little bit different to how I was and you know that's an understatement she is the complete opposite of how I was um we have very different interests not in a bad way just very different and so I've been able to spend thankfully a lot of time with her over Christmas and obviously I do a lot of work with kids in schools so I'd say that I've had a fairly good observ- uh, level of observation. Um, and one when I was thinking about how to answer this question, one thing came to mind. I truly believe that the current generation, 
today's the new generation have, have a lot of opportunity. They have so much at their fingertips. You could start a business today. You could inspire somebody through posting a video on any social media platform. You can message, you know, there is so much that you can do. You don't have to go to a library. You don't have to have money for books. You have a laptop or a phone. You can research. You've got access to so many documents and videos. YouTube is a gold mine. Screw school. YouTube will get you through, but it's what you're choosing to look at. So that brings me on to slightly I guess the challenge, whilst the young generation of today have so much opportunity, they lack direction. If you grew up with parents who were farmers and you knew that your purpose would be to carry on the farm for your parents once they passed or once they grew too old, that was your direction. And yes, you know, it meant that you had less choice and kind of less opportunities to go in different directions, but you had a direction. And I'm telling you, purpose, sense of purpose is one of the biggest parts of fulfillment. And you know, the young generation, they have so many opportunities, so much distraction, and they don't know which direction to go in. If you think about it, school up to, well, yeah, just most of school encourages the young generation to think very broadly, to study, excuse me, to study, what, 12 different subjects, nine, nine different subjects. It's crazy. I understand why, to give them a broad knowledge, to allow them to see what their interests are and to try new things. But I mean, how many years? What, 12 years? 12 years of their life. I think by after 12 years or before 12 years, you'd know what your interests were in and yet they have to spread them. And I'm not, this is not a conversation about the schooling system. There is a lot to be desired <laughs> with education. Um, but no, that's not, I don't know enough to comment on that. But I do think that they don't know which direction. So, you know, I've been trying to explain to my sister when she's on TikTok, she's scrolling through videos or whatever. I think it's Instagram, maybe. Um, and she does. She is just very typical of what a lot of young kids do. They scroll through and they're watching, you know, she's watching these videos on cap cap capybaras, something like that. Um, animals dancing and not gaining anything from it not gaining any humor you know my if i went onto my social media you'd have neuroscience psychologists motivational clips a little bit of interior design because i it, it just it's so aesthetically pleasing for me and i really it really it's really inspiring for me but you would also have a lot of comedy because comedy is one of the most amazing things for your mental health and so I have no, you know, there's no comment on that. But when you're sifting through loads of videos that are trying to grab your attention for seven seconds and then moving on through this very quick swipe action, if you're just watching stuff that is just senseless, I think I, <laughs> and I, we probably get into the, into um, a loop of it as well. Nobody's, nobody's free from that. If you Google anything, you will come up with an ad or an article, or if you go on YouTube, you'll see something and it will distract you or make you want to click on it. Um, if you're reading the newspaper, you might go to read one article and you get distracted by something else. That's what it's created to do. But as soon as you have a sense of purpose, 
As soon as you start choosing a direction, your reticular activating system shows you more of that stuff. So for me, I won't even see these capybara videos. I'll be like, what is that? But as soon as somebody's talking about a brain or they're giving... Um, you know, showing some interior design thing, I will stop and I will watch it because that is important to me. But I think that the new generation, the young generation, whatever you, I don't know what the correct terminology is. The young people of today <laughs> don't have that sense of purpose. They don't know where to focus because their attention is drawn in so many areas and they put focus in one thing and then are told that they shouldn't be focusing on that thing. And it's really confusing you know, my sister really wanted to study, um, she's starting her GCSEs and she wanted to do, I think, DT, art or and Spanish and something, history, geography, something. And the, what's it called? Um, the, the option blocks. So they have to pick out of these option blocks. They wouldn't allow her to do two out of these four things. And so she's now having to do subjects that she didn't really want to do which then brings her whole general quality of life and purpose and fulfillment down and she doesn't get to spend it doing this other thing. So, you know, it's very tricky getting the education system right and it's, this isn't to talk about that, but I think that the best thing we can do to help the younger generation is to help them find a sense of focus, a sense of direction, to invest more time and energy into the things that they love and they enjoy. And that doesn't have to require loads of money, loads of fuel, loads of time. It's more just helping them to see, you know, when I speak to my sister about TikTok, it can sound really, or whatever she watches, it can sound really quickly like I am telling her off or I'm criticising her, but it's not that at all. In fact, it's really cool. And that's what I try to do with my work, teaching kids about the reticular activating system, teaching them that what they focus on, they'll get more of. So do they want more motivation do they want more knowledge what what is it that they want because that their likelihood of getting it depends on what they're focusing on but anyway that is that um let's move on <laughs> so giacomo sponger asked what has inspired me lately which is a really beautiful question so thank you for that um well let's start off with today on my drive home from my family's we stopped off because I wasn't feeling very well and I saw little specks of white in the sky and it was six or seven degrees. So I thought it can't possibly be snowing. But even though I knew it was probably some fake snow, I let myself just imagine or believe that it was snow because it didn't matter. I knew it wouldn't settle. There wasn't enough. And I also knew it probably wasn't, but I love snow. It didn't snow where I live, even though it seemed to snow everywhere else. <sighs> oh dear. But I let myself believe that it was because it makes me happy. So that really inspired me just to take a moment to believe something, to enjoy something, to have no other expectations, to not let myself be disappointed, just to enjoy the very moment, no matter how small. So that was something that inspired me. Um, also, I mentioned in the last podcast that I had received something that was going to go live and you would know what it was by the time you listened to the podcast. And that is the release of my journals. So before anyone gets confused or too excited, although you should be excited, they are not journals that have prompts inside for a simple reason that if you have a journal with prompts, it is not a journal. 
It is not a journal. It was an activity book. Journaling is the process of writing and reflecting deeply on something or just sort of, uh, you can document in it as well. But if you have prompts in a journal, they will have a space with which to fill, to write your answer. If you have a restricted space underneath the question, you aren't able to journal because you can't allow yourself to just run away with your thoughts. And that is what journaling is. So instead, this journal has an introductory welcome page, just introducing you to what journaling is for, a little bit of the neuroscience behind it. And in that welcome page, it also has a link to a how to journal masterclass. Now, this is a very basic masterclass for anyone who doesn't really know what journaling is, um, struggles with feeling like they're alone. And, you know, this is really showing you how journaling can help you develop a really great relationship with yourself. Um, and it also has a bunch of prompts. My original goal, and kind of my still is my goal, is that I am going to create some stickers. And I know it sounds so, so five-year-old, but it was the best way that I could think that you can get some prompts if you're new to journaling or get a little bit stuck or get a little bit intimidated by a blank page. I, you know, to get over the fear of the blank page, write the date and the time, and then a little message to myself before I start. But having a sticker that you can just, you know, you could buy a prompt pack for motivation or prompt pack for gratitude, morning routine pack. And it would just have the types of questions that you should think about and reflect on or ask yourself um, for that particular (laughs) thing, whether it's morning, evening or something else. Um, So that's the goal. But until then, until those get released, uh, it was a very new process to me. I'm a service-based business, not product-based business, but I am now, I guess. Um, So it was a big learning um, opportunity. And that brings me on to what's sort of inspired me lately. Receiving my journals showed me what was possible. I had really low expectations because I I didn't get a sample. I wanted them to come before Christmas so you could grab them as soon as possible. So I didn't have a sample and I'd just gone off the pictures that I'd been sent. And they were so much better than I had let myself believe. And I did that purposefully because I didn't want to be disappointed, as we've talked about. And I'm yeah, so pleased with them. And alongside the journal, also created a challenges pad, which is a two-step process for helping you work through any challenge you experience. And also a little pen that has one of my favourite... <laughs> own quotes written on it um yeah uh so I'm really really pleased with how they've turned out and it just made me realize that you can make anything that's in your head a reality if you just allow yourself to believe that it's possible so yeah very uh very inspired by how those have turned out I'm always inspired by the random messages I get from strangers online who just share with me how my little pieces of wisdom, my little space on the internet and in this world has helped them. So that's always a massive inspiration. And, you know, especially about this podcast, we all know, (laughs) we all know it takes a lot of discipline for me to talk to myself in my living room (laughs) Um, and give unsolicited advice to unknown strangers. But your messages honestly mean the world. Um, I've been getting a lot through about the podcast lately, which if you are somebody who has either written a review, rated the podcast, which you can do right now, (laughs) unless you're driving, please don't do it. 
um, or sent me a message about it saying that, you know, it's something that you listen to each week and they are what's really helping you. I, it means so much more than you know. Every message, I see them all. I genuinely see them all. I can't necessarily reply to them all, but I do see them all. And I'm so grateful. And anyone who replies about, who messages me about the podcast, I, that I, that is a priority to respond to because I value you guys so much. There's a little community. Again, there's about a hundred of you each week. So you guys are my OGs. You're here because you are dedicated to your self-development. And I really hope that 2023 is going to be, well, I hope that you allow it to be the best year possible. Anyway, we are 30 minutes in and I'm only through two and a half of my questions. So I'm going to, I'm going to crack on. Um, another thing for talking about vulnerability that I was inspired by lately was I went on a Christmas, I had a Christmas do with a team that I work with and we were all meant to sort of bring things, um, to share little tips, tricks, ideas. And so I thought a lot of them are a lot older than me and don't use TikTok or much social media. They don't see the point of it. So I thought, I've been on TikTok for about two years now, a year and a half, a year and a half. And I have gained so much. I mean, I met my partner through TikTok. I honestly, so much, I I can't share everything with you, um, but so much has, has occurred. So I thought, right, let's just put together a 10 minute little chat about it. And I kind of shared some messages that I've been sent that really hit home, sharing that, you know, you can make an, a real impact um, on a personal level with people. And then also the sort of the financial side of it and the opportunities that I've gained as a result, which have been amazing. And I sort of went on and showed them some examples, showed them how they can do their setup, basically not to overthink and that you never have any idea who is watching or listening. And it was the worst presentation I've ever delivered. In fact, halfway through... I actually apologise. My legs were shaking so much. And this is coming from a girl who stands in front of hundreds of hormonal teenagers who don't want to be happy. And I'm telling them how to be happier and the better versions of themselves. And, you know, speaks in front of corporate environments. And yeah, coming from this girl, my legs were shaking. My heart was racing. I didn't really know why. I sometimes get like that when I... um I know that I'm doing something later on and I'm just sat there waiting and I don't know when it's going to be. So there was a lot of sort of, I guess, suspense, which I use my strategies to deal with. But it was honestly one of the worst, (laughs) one of the, they they all, to be honest, they actually loved it. And I got a lot of, uh, well, I don't know if they loved it, but um, a lot of them said that it had inspired them to start, which was great. And that they appreciated my vulnerability because I did say, I have no idea what was going on, but um, apologies, my voice is shaking. And I was very honest about what was happening. But the reason why I mention this is something that's inspired me and why I'm sharing this with you is that whilst it was a big flop, it reminded me to stick to what I know. The reason why I struggled with that presentation was because one, I was basically showing off, telling everybody all all the achievements that have come from my TikTok, which obviously was not the point. The point was to inspire them and to give them the opportunity that I wish I'd stepped into earlier. Um, you know, if I'd started TikTok earlier, things may have, you know, propelled quicker. So I really wanted to share that with them, but it was a bit of an odd, um, very odd for me, uh, talking about, you know, kind messages people have sent and things like that. So that was odd. But also TikTok, I don't know much about, they're asking questions about the the technology side of it. And I'm 25, but I don't know a huge, huge amount. 
So it was out of my comfort zone. I was so far out of my comfort zone. You put me in front of 500 adults and get me to try and make them happier and give them a sense of purpose in their lives. I will gladly do it and I will be really excited and I will absolutely love it and hopefully I'll have a big impact. But put me in front of 20, 30 people (laughs) to talk about a little app and apparently I get a bit shaky. But whilst it taught me to, you know, stick to what I know, I would do that again in a heartbeat, but it reminded me that I'm good at what I do because I'm passionate about the subject and I'm good at talking about the subject and helping people understand it too, but also to never stop trying. The only reason I got to where I am is because I put myself in those kinds of situations again and again. I didn't have to share anything, but I knew that by sharing, by putting myself in front of, honestly, a big bunch of intimidating people, talking about something I didn't know that that huge amount about would put me outside of my comfort zone. And it was a challenge and it was interesting. And I did reflect on it a lot afterwards and have to, you know, go through the process of not making myself resent it and choosing to see the positives in it. But I will never stop putting myself in those uncomfortable situations because I would not be here without them. It used to be literally unmuting myself on Zoom in a group of five people on a staff sort of meeting, a work meeting, that would be intimidating enough. We all have things that we find more uncomfortable than others. And the only way we're going to become comfortable with them or like ourselves and be proud of ourselves is by putting ourselves in uncomfortable situations. So just a little thought there. Oh my gosh, we're nearing on 40 minutes. Um, Boxing. (laughs) Boxing's also inspired me lately. And for the inspired thoughts there, listen to my podcast from last week because I discussed it all there. Um, And finally, um, experiencing Christmas with my partner has really inspired me because I sort of for the first time thought about what I might want for my family in the future and realised that actually, you know, I know parents say this loads and we're sort of meant to believe this, but also not meant to believe this, but presents actually increase stress and the likelihood of disappointment. Because every kid that creates a list has the expectation that they're going to get a certain amount of things on that list. And my family asked me to create lists. And then, you know, if you don't, if if they decide to go rogue, then you don't get what you asked for. But if you don't give them a list, if you give them a list and they get everything on that list, you're disappointed because there's not the element of surprise. So me and my partner have been, you know, we're, we're very far off from having a family of our own. That's not really the thought here. But we've thought a lot about what we might want for our families, family in the future, um, and how we can focus on not what Christmas is all about, but actually just how we can make a traditional day of the year or month of the year that's steeped in present buying, but also in disappointment, how we can change that around, how we can make it about it just having fun and ticking the boxes of desire and progress and wanting something new and sense of importance that you get from getting a new present and the sense of mystery, the connection you get from giving, how we can tick all of those boxes through maybe a different approach. So yeah, interesting thoughts there. Probably very different in reality and very difficult to tear kids away from the idea of presents and lists and sacks and stockings, but who knows? just early thoughts but it's definitely inspired me to and reminded me that it's not about the presence um not about the presence at all it's about feeling safety and love with those that you love 
or and that you know that person that you love can be yourself it doesn't have to be family it can be recognizing the love that you have within yourself so before i ramble on for any longer the final question is from sam j thompson who great listener of this podcast really appreciate you sam um the best way asking me what is the best way to control worry about a future event that you know you can't control what is the best way to control worry about a future event that you know you can't control isn't that just one of the things that we are best at as humans worrying about that which we know we can't control and the honestly the answer is in the question itself recognizing that you can't control it so you can't worrying about it isn't going to change it and I know you've all heard that before but I would encourage you in those situations to play out a worst case scenario so really think to yourself or writing down definitely helps what's the worst thing that could happen here what is this I'm worried about the future this future event okay cool what is what is it that I'm worried about okay maybe write down five things or no not not five things just however many you can think of that you can control what can you control write down realistically honestly what can you control in the situation and then what can't you control I'm going to write down everything else and just by writing that down on paper you're accepting it you're realizing the truth of the situation and just admitting to yourself because your brain is going to think that it's in control as long as you continue to worry. That's that's the point of worry. By worrying, you're playing out what ifs. You're thinking, what if this happens? What if that happens? You're trying to control the situation. So writing out what you can and can't control in it and playing out the worst case scenario, you're basically proving to your brain, this brain that wants to fix things and wants to survive because it thinks you're going to die if this thing happens, you are admitting the truth. You're showing your brain the truth. So... If you can't change it, worrying will only make things worse. And finally, do all of those things, but also find a way to laugh about it. Laughter is, as I've mentioned already, it's one of the most powerful tools for enhancing positivity and overall happiness. One of the best things you can do is watch 10 to 30 minutes of comedy before you go to bed. I'd recommend Ricky Gervais or Malcolm McIntyre. Those are my two favourites. Watching some comedy, not necessarily a series, but a stand-up show, because it's there to make you laugh, what, about 15 times every minute, something like that? I don't know if that's possible, but I, I remember hearing this stat somewhere. Um, it's a lot. So that's one of the best ways. So laughing about it, realising, what am I doing? Why am I stressing about this? And I know it's easier said than done, but... I don't say these things from a guessing point of view. What I'm telling you will work, will work. You've just got to do it. So if you didn't write down all of the things you've achieved in 2022, if you haven't done this worst case scenario, planning out and writing down what can, what you can control and what you can't control, do it. There's no point in listening to me and not taking action. <sighs> Decide that from now on, you know, going into 2023, you are going to apply everything well not necessarily apply but you're going to do everything that I tell you <laughs> and by that I mean the things that I tell you to write down or say to yourself not the um not everything that I say <laughs> so make that decision thank you so much for your questions there were a lot more but these were some that I thought might help you the most and also help us have a deeper connection so that you know a little bit more about me and how my year has gone I am going to be doing sort of a lot of reflection on the 31st and the 1st of 
the previous year and what I want to, what I want to achieve in the next year, but also what I can control. So I can write down things that I want to manifest and I can write down things that I want to achieve. But whilst I might want to manifest something, by that I mean it, it come to being. If I write down my, my achievements are very different because only I am responsible for my achievements. Manifestations are things that could happen, that you want to happen, that you don't know how can how are going to happen, but you're just going to accept and let them let them occur if it's right. Achievements are things that you actually want to do, that you're going to discipline and motivate yourself to do. So I'm not going to write down a list of things that require other people. So, you know, I, I'm currently on 176k followers on TikTok. My goal is to get to 200 sort of in, you know, in the next couple of months. Yes, that requires people to follow and to comment and to watch all the way to the end and to save and to share. But it also requires me to put out content. I'm not going to get any manifestation without action. I'm not going to get, you know, more a significant amount of you know, 25,000 followers from not putting out content. So that is something that's up to me. Whereas this company, this, sorry, this, well, yeah, company that have contacted me about a potential opportunity, I might want to manifest that, but I can't necessarily achieve it without their part to play in it. So that comes down, you know, to something I can't control. So maybe recognizing what you can and can't control and what you want to achieve and who that comes down to. When you recognise who it comes down to, you recognise what you need to do to achieve it or what you can't do to achieve it. So, oh, we've talked for a long time. This has been one of the longest podcasts. We've done 45 minutes. How's that happened? I don't know. It's 10 past 10 and I need to go to bed. It's way past my bedtime. One of my um, goals of 2023 is that I'm going to be in bed for nine o'clock. So I'm an hour and 10 minutes past that and I've still got to wash my face and brush my teeth. So all that's left to say is, first of all, I hope you have the best New Year's, not because it's going to go as you expect it to go, but because you are going to walk in with zero expectations, anticipating there's going to be a massive flop and everything's going to go wrong. Everyone's going to get drunk and there's going to be a fight and someone's going to get upset. There's going to be lots of people crying and expect that. <laughs> don't manifest it. Don't believe it. Just expect it. Low expectations or just don't have any expectation and it will go better than you imagined because you didn't imagine it to go anyway. <sighs> It's time for me to go to bed. So without further ado, all that's left to say is I appreciate.